Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. We're back. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is the Sports and Media Show. Hey, also, by the way, if you're uh, looking listening to this on WEIU.net, you can also search for it on iTunes now and find us there. Uh, I would I would give you more details, but I think if you just search iTunes and look for the Sports and Media Podcast with Jeff and Joe, you'll find it. Yeah, we're big time now. Yeah, we have, we've officially made it. <laughs> All right, let's talk a couple of your subjects to start off this, uh, this show here. Okay, one was uh, SI about... Two weeks ago, did a, play, a piece called "Football in America." Okay. They put three pieces in three chapters. They, it was so long; it was by chapters. They had three chapters in their print edition and two online. Um, two things about it: one is people talking about journalism, the importance of journalism. You know, citizen journalists. Citizen journalists, journalists don't go do these things. They devoted two people and had them go all around the country finding what football meant in football towns. Oh, okay. uh, as a matter of fact, the first one was in a place called uh, Mons Venus, was was actually a strip club on Dale Mabry, right down the street from from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, talking about even businesses like that, how business really goes up during yeah. those times. But So they, they really did a lot of research. They had other people going into it as well. When you really want to know about an issue, you know, you need real journalists investigating. Yeah. Um, not just opinions. <laughs> yeah, not just some blogger stealing it from yeah, whatever it happens to be. Sites, yeah. uh, and the second one maybe we can discuss a little bit is about you know media coverage. There's been a lot of media coverage. We've talked a little bit about football ratings maybe getting up and down, CTE, all the other things that are going on. Uh, some of the points that they, they were asking is, you know, what does football mean to you? And um, it's clear that people are worried about football as far as the injuries. But it also seems clear that people aren't preventing their kids from playing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. People love football. They just I think they understand, and you can tell the game has changed when you you can watch people not block Brady the other day in a game. You can see uh, safeties and corners coming in and, and hitting with their shoulders where they used to just cream people. So I think that it, we're trying to find that happy medium because people love football. I mean, it's it's unbelievable when the, when the fall gets here, you can't wait to go to a, a college football game. When Sunday start in the NFL, you know you you schedule your life around your team. I know I do. I'll be the first to admit that you know, I, I do that every every Sunday or Monday when the Steelers are on. I know you you do that too. It's the same way with your college team and the bowls that come out, you know, where you're gonna be. So football means a lot to a lot of people, but I don't think anybody wants football to go away, but there's such there's such a talk about that it could go away. And I think where the biggest concern that I've heard is maybe high schools will not be able to afford the, afford the insurance on high school right, football in yeah. 15, 20 years, where football may become like a travel sport. And that'll be too bad because then it'll lose some of that, you know, uh, luster of, you know, you're supporting your hometown, hometown team. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because my daughters, I mean, I've got daughters, they weren't ever playing football, but they, they played a lot of soccer. And uh, the model everywhere in the world except for us is club. They don't play sports in, yeah. in the schools there. Um, I, I wonder if going to a club format will be what you said or if we're just not familiar with it. I tend to believe agree with you, but you just don't know until something else comes along because communities, as I think you're saying, yeah. are built around 
really basketball and football, right? Yeah, yeah there, especially there was, small towns. And there was a story, you know, I, I read this week about the cheerleader who died. You know, she got in a car wreck on the way home from after the football team had just won. Right. And it was, you know, it was a horrific story, and and the town is bonded around her. And as they went for the championship, and I believe in Texas, about how this town has just kind of come together because of this cheerleader. So people do that for football; they really bond together for that nine to twelve week season. I mean, a couple of years ago when when Charleston went to the final four, I mean, this town was alive with red and gold that you know for that right. the, for that run. So you see it the same way with Matt too when they had their undefeated season, you know, like in 03 or 04. I mean, everybody was had green and gold on their businesses, and people were you know selling shirts, and you, you, it was the place to be, uh, you know, for the game. So I think that yeah, I mean, football means a lot to a lot of people here here in Middle Illinois, but I think across the country, you could find it in the in the in the almost every state you know football means something yeah i know and here in charleston what same i'm sure in mattoon if you want to find a lot of people on a friday night you head up to the football game you and know? even when garoppolo had the good team here at eastern a few years ago this right. town was alive everybody you think they can win it all you think they? Can? i mean that was the talk and unfortunately they didn't win it all but i mean we really i think a lot of people wouldn't have, would not have been surprised if they would have went all the way well even in that game where they lost to uh, uh the team from maryland Towson, Towson state Towson, right yeah, yeah. uh it was i don't know if you're at the game i was sicker than a dog watching it at home and when it was snowing like a blizzard my kids were so mad we didn't go well you were the smart one cuz <laughs> i actually went yeah. and it was below 30 blowing icy rain slash snow but yet we and 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 classes students were gone. Yep. And yet we had a pretty good crowd for all of that. Yep. Just like tonight, you know, talking about the uh, Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, yeah, I, I, football. It's it's funny in 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 journalism, and, and I guess I, I feel like we should distinguish that from media in yeah. some ways. You're right. Always talking about the media. Well, well, journalism. There's the, media coverage and there's journalism coverage. Of sports, right. I guess in some way. And and we cover the games. It's a big part of money making for the media. You know, they it, they need it to make money, and the, yeah. we, and sports needs the journalism for it. On the other hand, we're writing all these stories about the dangers of it, which is what we're supposed to do as well. Yeah, but I also think there's a, there's a real need, and and you see kind of the, the 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 comeback now is the fact that all this fake news that's out there, people want real journalism. So they I do. Think, I think that people realize they need the you know the New York Daily Newses and the Washington Posts and the Atlanta Journal Constitutions and the Arizona Republics to go out there and do the real work. So we just don't turn on turn on social media or anything on you Google Yahoo and you have to almost look. Oh wait, that's a sponsored that's a sponsored story. Don't read it. I mean, it's just I don't understand why some of these big companies want to use that in their in their lineup of. of you know, stories for the day it makes makes. Want to use what for for? Well, if you go to Yahoo, you have to be real careful. If it's a sponsored story, you know it's it's fake. Oh my God, yes. Or, or at least yeah, they're trying to. And drive every something. other one almost is that way. It's like I don't care. I want to just know. I just want to read what I want to read. I want to read real news or real information. And even if it's real opinions, I don't mind reading that. But I don't need to see this this fake stuff. And hopefully, it's going away. Yeah. Well, maybe you know. I I'm with. I that. think people I, will get tired enough of it. I, I really hope do. so. I keep hearing people saying, "Well, I read it in this and that." It's like, do you realize that's, you know, for some person, whether it's liberal or conservative, it's, you know, it has a point of view. Exactly. Uh, other stuff in the sports world this week. College football ratings remain strong. Now, the NFL ratings have really picked up, but if it's a really bad game, the, the general fan's not watching. Like the Colts-Jets Monday night game, no one watches. Now, this we're taping this on the Thursday of the Raiders-Chiefs game. I think everybody in, in football is excited about it because it's, you know, it's a top game. So it really depends right now on the right. game in the NFL, whereas a couple years ago it was any game. So, right, yeah. I, and I think the other thing, I don't know you are, um, when it's cold and it's snowy, 
I love those games for, I think, two reasons. One, I just love seeing them endure it. Yep. And the other one is, yeah, you're suffering and I'm in my house I'm, nice and warm. I've got my blanket <laughs> on, i got right. my sweatsuit on, right. and I'm kick, kicking back with my but, favorite beverage and I'm not worried about going outside. Yeah, they're fighting the elements. And I'll tell you what, as a writer, you'll love those things, too, yep. because those that's another character in the game. Exactly. Um, other things that are going on in the world of sports and, and, uh, and journalism, Vern Lundquist called his last SEC championship game. They did a really nice piece on that. CBS did as the game ended. And he wrote a column um, in Sports Illustrated, yeah. which was really nice, too. It's going to be sad to see him go, but I did like what he said about the Masters. They will have to pry me away from that one. I'm staying there as long as they'll let me. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know how you are. I'm a... I, I always sort of liked golf, and the last eight years I've become addicted to it. I'm not a golf golfer or really a major golf fan, but the Masters is one of those things you end up watching just because it's e- the Masters. Even if you don't like it, yeah. it's just a beautiful, gorgeous course, and it's a, yeah, who doesn't want to? I mean, that's that's one of the preeminent events in the United States. Exactly. Uh, Jeff Fisher uh, is you know got a two-year contract extension after it looked like he was going to be let go after all the crap going on in L.A. for the Rams. The media was involved and really railing on him, and then the day of the Rams game, after all the dickers and stuff, they gave him a two-year extension, and the media out there was just flabbergasted, and I think they had every right to be. I mean, it right. was, and they said it that he had already signed it before the season, but they announced it after all this trouble. It's just they need a media relations person bad for the LA Rams. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in public relations right now that don't have a clue about journalism and don't know how to really work it. They, they you know, for those of you going into PR, you're, you're you shouldn't just be doing what your boss wants. You should be telling your boss what he should be doing. There's a show um, on TV right now called The Designated Survivor. I don't know if you watch it. No, Kiefer no. Sutherland, and the PR guy is is Cal Penn, if you remember him from acting, uh, and he does a really good job of how he deals with the journalist, and it's really neat in the interaction. Oh, he has, he's so. the guy from uh, Kumar. Kumar, yeah. yeah. He's the PR guy. One of the, the greatest movies ever. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> um, other things, I was, I was looking up Jim Harbaugh, who I, obviously I, I do not like Jim Harbaugh at all, but, you know, he is his, his, you know, railing on the officials and the media. For some reason, if any other coach says something bad about the officials, they always side with the officials. I mean, you know, but with Jim Harbaugh, he rails on the officials, and the media, mostly ESPN, who's in love with Jim Harbaugh, there's right. absolutely no doubt about it, is, oh, Jim Harbaugh's right, Jim Harbaugh's right, Jim Harbaugh's right. I, I, I don't understand the fascination with this man. Do you have any idea why the media uh, loves him? Well, I mean, there's he, he is a fascinating guy. Um, when he was in But San does that make him always right? Oh, no, I think he's almost always wrong. I think, okay. To tell you the truth, I think coaches are mostly wrong um, when it comes to officiating. You know, as far as sports... Jim Harbaugh, no matter how much I've covered sports, knows more about football than I'll, I'll probably ever know. Uh, same for you know any baseball coach. Jimmy Schmitz, yeah. was here. Someone on the Cubs. Uh, I don't like this constant attack on officiating. Like you, you mentioned, I guess about a month ago, that after every play you're going, "Oh my God, was there a flag?" I agree. I think there's way too many calls being in the NFL, but I hate this coverage that empowers these coaches sort of like Jim Harbaugh to to attack the refs. It's a damn difficult thing. I I remember officiating a middle school softball <laughs> B league game once and, and, and begrudgingly and that was tough. Never Offici- judge or never umpire anything. Oh I, my I, I god, if you've ever done any sort of officiating, you realize that's a tough job and and you know, I I I think we talked about last week. That was a tough call at the end, and I yep. think that technology may have enabled them to change it. Maybe not. Yep. 
but those officials are amazing. A couple other media questions I wanted to kind of pick your brain with. One of the things I was listening to on Mike and Mike, I think either this morning or yesterday, the the NBA's Golden State Warriors are just absolutely on fire right now. Well, they and, better be. And with, the, with and the question Durant is, there. are they good for TV and media and ratings, but are they bad for the NBA because they're so good? Um, I, I think that anytime. I think in sports, it's okay. Linda McMahon yesterday, I think, is going to be named the small business administrator uh, in charge Trump, of it yeah. for the United States yeah. for, for, for President elect Trump, right? Um, and, and she started the, uh, the, the World Wrestling Federation. Is it WWF or WWE? It was WWF, it's, but they had to change it to I WWE. I think they, they broke now. off. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's another the World Wildlife Foundation suit them, if you want to know. <laughs> right. Not that I know that right. much about the WWE, uh, that's but right. I, they I do, do know have that. the World yeah. Wildlife Foundation. Um, <clears throat> They've turned that into an amazing business, and and yep. I grew up l- liking wrestling, and you always have to have the villain. Yep. Well, I think the Warriors are becoming the villain, which I think makes it good for basketball. The Warriors have made LeBron James not the villain. <laughs> there you go. There's the answer. Uh, don't, don't you think? I, I, I agree. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I just, but you know, the, it's like somebody said today is that I don't like the fact that they're loaded, but when they're on, I still watch them. So they're good for media. They're, they're good yeah. for journalism, but they're not really good for the NBA as a whole because it's almost already over. That it's going to be the Warriors and probably the Cavs and the NBA Finals in June, and we have six more months of this to endure. I, I do, but I th- I'll tell you what. I think they're going to blow through the crappy teams, you know, the really bad yeah. teams like Denver and what have you. But I still think there's a chance. You never know in the playoffs with oh, the Spurs Clippers, yeah. or the Clippers, yeah. don't you think? Oh, I agree. They, Although they, it seems like I agree with you. It seems like it's going to be a Cavs, yeah. you know, whatever. Combo. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit, well, we'll get you, pick your brain on, this is being uh, – uh, recorded during the Major League Baseball winter, meeti- winter meetings. And I as a baseball, baseball fan, meetings. I love to check Twitter and check Yahoo yeah. and, and CBS and Hardball Talk and all these things to see if my team has signed anybody. And it just absolutely – everybody's trying to break a story out there. Have you ever been there or involved with it or, or know how that operates? I know how it operates, and I've been working with people who do it, but I've never done that. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we always tell our students, and you know, in journalism too, is – don't report rumors. The difference is on a lot of these guys is they're actually calling. There's a difference. They're calling GMs, and based upon the information they have, they're saying this is what we think. Yeah. Which is not quite a rumor because they're actually doing the there's work. There's a rumor, then there's a little bit of an edge there. Before right, because they're hearing from the agents, yeah. and because they're actually working it, you know, like okay. a John Hyman and everything. But man, I, 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 I love it when I really think my. Teams in for somebody. <laughs> right now, being a Yankees fan, I realize they're not in for anything for two more years. I mean, the Chapman one was nice, and they they signed Matt Holiday, and you know the the Wade uh, Davis one yesterday for the Cubs. Those are interesting ones, but yeah, that's like I said. Somebody, I'm a Braves fan, and I and somebody said I. And you guys are about a year or two away. Yeah, then too. They, they keep saying the Braves are in on all these deals, and I'm I, like, until I see somebody sign it, and I know it's from the Atlanta Journal Constitution or the Braves media guy, that I don't want to even think about it because it just gets me excited, and then I realize that's ah, not going to happen. So. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I've when it's gotten close, it's, even in July, the trade deadline, <laughs> I'm going MLB trade rumors. I'm <laughs> yeah. clicking it on Twitter. 
Twitter and I I'm refreshing too, it. Yep. And I love that stuff. Final Four is in uh, college uh, football. It was it a little bit of Penn State would be the one team I guess that could whine about it. It's Alabama, Washington, and then Clemson versus Ohio State. Uh, the media has loved it just for the fact that a lot of journalists can say, okay, Penn State beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten, but these 12 people in this hotel room decided to pick Ohio State over Penn State. I think 50 years from now when our kids and kids' as kids look at this and go, they did what? <laughs> What's football? No. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think no, they're going to no, look at it and say, wait a second, this Penn State team beat Ohio State, won their conference, but 12 guys in a room, or I shouldn't say guys because kind of Lisa Rice is there as well, but 12 people in a room decided they're going to go with a different team based on numbers and the, the eye test. Well, the whole thing about the – remember the original, they just had the two games, and now yeah. they've expanded it to the four. They always said, well, you don't want a playoff because games matter. Well – Clearly they don't because the Big Ten championship game doesn't matter. <laughs> and you can make all these justifications, but um, this is great for media coverage, oh, news yeah. media coverage, because all the stories you can write about who should be in, who should not be in. But the fact of the matter is it's not good for college football, I don't think. It's not good for conferences to say that it's you win not. your conference and you beat a team and they're going to leave you out. I'm an Oklahoma Sooners football fan in some instances, and I knew we didn't have a chance, but... When you when you base the fact that we won our conference, we have two of the five Heisman finalists and all these other things, and right. we, and then the, the then the committee. This is what really made me mad about the committee. They came out and said Oklahoma wasn't even considered. Oh no, I, I'm I, like, how would I, I? Maybe we're we should have. I wouldn't have said it that way. I said, yeah, oh, they were considered, but we threw them out immediately. I would have felt better with that. I have no doubt. I wouldn't have, in the format they have now. I wouldn't have considered them either, which I think is unfair to them. Yep, because uh, you. NCAA Division I football is the only college sport that does not have a true championship. Yep. The only one. I, they need to go to eight teams and say, okay, if you win the Big Ten championship, you're in. The Big 12 championship. They need to have that five Power Five conferences and then pick the other three. And yep. if you're not one of the three, tough. You didn't win a championship. You're, exactly. you're lucky to get in as and a wild card. And then Western Michigan has a chance. They would. You they know, would. If they're undefeated. I, I think at 13-0, they, they deserve eight. the eight seed. Exactly. Absolutely. They're going to be, get beat by Alabama, but they had a chance. Yeah, the, the coverage will be interesting. Other stuff going on in the media. Uh, time named, uh, I know it's not sports, but time named Donald Trump the person of the year. Yeah. Not a lot of shock. No doubt about it. Um, He's affected America or the sports, world. You know, everything. So. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Flex scheduling in the NFL is back. Um and the other thing we haven't talked about in a couple weeks is The Walking Dead. Are you caught up? Oh, I watch it every week. As a matter of fact, my TV went down last week, and I almost had to, you know, <laughs> almost I almost had to get Sling Blade or whatever that thing is for, you know, a week <laughs> just to get it. Um, I'm caught up myself. I caught so up. So you've been a um, critic of it this season. I have been. What was your thought leading into the mid-season finale? The last two episodes have given me hope that they're on the right track. Now, I would say you could take the last two episodes and make a TV show in about a half hour to do what they did. And, of course, they made it 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, but, again, when I, my original thoughts were always that, you know, I, I want to see my people in the show who I consider my people. Uh, but they have made it interesting. Uh, the last one left off with where, you know, with Michonne in the car and, and, and you know, Rick out there getting ready to walk through the or you know, get in the puddle or the pool of dead people or the walkers. Yeah, that'll so be interesting. It really it looks like this coming Sunday's show will be really, really good, the midseason finale. So uh, I'm back on board as a fan. I'm not the overzealous, like, I can't wait till it happens fan that I was a year ago. But I'm back, Joe. Are you proud of me? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I agreed with you, though. I mean, because really, if you think about it, put in sports terms, um, this season they've had, what is this, seven shows? 
think so. Is there eight? Yeah. A, yeah. Um, you could argue that s- at least three of them were not game stories. They were sidebars. Yep. You did a sidebar, and one of the people who was on the show, and here's a little about them. But it wasn't driving the story. It wasn't about the game. Whereas the last two weeks they, they have, I mean, having, without giving anything away, too much at least, yep. uh, Negan sitting there cradling. You yeah, know, maybe Judith. Rick's, yeah, yeah Judith right so, there. I heard somebody say that part of the reason they've tried to expand some of the other, um, you know, a lot more characters, for lack of a better way to say marketing, it. Marketing, money. Well, marketing. <laughs> but the other thing is they don't really want this show to be t- about TV stars. They want it to be about The Walking Dead. So they w- they don't really want Rick, Michonne, and Daryl and Carl to be the so far the faces of The Walking Dead. Forever. They want Walking Dead to be have all these little different settlements so they can continue to expand the show. I personally disagree because you, you you really do fall in love with those characters, but I think that's kind of where they're going. And obviously, I don't think all four of those characters are going to be with us for the next two or three seasons. You know, one no. by one, they they'll want to go do something on yeah. their own. Well, yeah. I mean, basic writing, you know, if literature stories is every story has to have a main character, and the main character or is that group really the yep. main ones? There you go. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Carl Carl and Negan's relationship this past week was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, when he started crying, and yeah. uh, you know, you just don't know if Negan is serious about. I can't I, tell. I, I can't tell. I, he's I, a, I like that. Yeah, so that's the one thing that is, is fascinating about that. And even on the Talking Dead afterwards, the, the character I can't think of his name who plays Carl was was talking about that. You know, he kind of did like Negan, and, and he. Thought, I can tell. There's yeah. a little. So little it's really the camaraderie dynamic. there, even though they because he could have shot him. Oh yeah, and he didn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> People need to know. Rewind that. it. Don't listen Just to that. Don't, don't turn on any social media after The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's hard when you've got, like, when I was, like, two behind. I was one behind going into Sunday. So at 8 o'clock, I started watching last week's, and then right when it was over, I watched oh, this yeah. week. So me and my uh, son and I, we cut, we cut back up. So I, I, I got to catch up before this Thursday because <laughs> Joe, because we only got this. Basically, if you're tuning in right now and you're listening, we have this show and one more, and then we're going to take a couple weeks off for this. So we want to get, get caught back up. So next week, we'll get to talk about the finale right. or the midseason we'll, finale. We'll tell you all. Everything that happens, uh, no, we won't. We won't you tell go. you. Uh, that's all I have, really, for this week. Uh, unless you have anything, just just one thing. Okay, um, and we can maybe at some point talk more about it or get somebody in here. I, I, we probably don't have much time, but uh, just one thing about maybe we can talk more about this next week. A little bit about uh, game stories. Those of you who are listening to this and and doing some things in sports writing classes is yep. that there's really three ways to write a sports story, and they've really changed a lot. One is the typical go out, ask a few quotes, and what have you. Um, the other one is, what are five things you learned from it? You know, having kind of a list type of story. From the game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, have yeah. It like, here's five things we learned from it. You can make them up, and then here's questions that are unanswered. And sort of breaking it up that way. And the third one is the old SI one, which is write a big old feature story on yeah. it. But the second one I just mentioned is one that seems to be growing. What, I mean, from a game story, what are you looking for? You know, for the game story, I do like the interesting tidbits. I, I like last night I, or this morning I read this story about the, that uh, Danville only had six players dress. For a, a lake uh, against Lakeland last night in women's college junior college basketball. Oh, okay. And I thought that was kind of fascinating. I wish that Justin and I'm not no slight against Justin Russ. He's a buddy of mine who works for the paper. But yeah, he's very I good. wish he would have found out why they only had six. But the story didn't get into have enough of that detail. I'm sure the coach probably doesn't want to say that he's kicked a few off or grades or whatever it is. And I don't know what it is. But I thought that was a fascinating. Here's a team that traveled 90 minutes down from Danville to Mattoon last night to play Lakeland and only dressed six people. 
Yeah. And the interesting part of that, yeah. that story is one of those six kids actually got mad at the coach mid-game and went to the locker room on her own for a while. So for a while, they only had five. To me, that's the I like those little weird stories, mostly in the middle of the season where the game doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, I, I like the odd stories. No like one cares that. that someone went on a 16-4 run yeah. over eight yeah. minutes and at a junior college game. Give me something that is accessible. And, I, and for me, I always like the, the local aspect of it. If, if, if there's a kid playing for Mattoon oh, yeah. or Charleston, you know, the local kids. And I've coached a lot of sports now around this area for you know last 15 years, so a lot of the kids that I know are now playing for local area teams and football, wrestling, soccer, and all this stuff. So I, I always look for their name to see how they did. And, and so it's kind of neat growing up in this area where you actually know the kids, uh, you know, where oh, in a bigger I, city you can't. Yeah, absolutely. And you know I, about that, be having your kids play soccer. Yeah, I mean, I, a couple of the girls at the, co- at the at our college soccer team, I coached yep. as, as kids. You know, it's a lot of fun. So that's the kind of stuff I look for. So there we yeah, go. Yeah, so you know, think about other ways of, of writing stories. Don't just write the traditional one. Try to break out and learn more about yeah, it. Find the little the little nuances that make a story yeah. a story that 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 get, keep people interested, and you want to find out why. Keep them guessing, yeah, right? Yeah, there even you. if it's a couple of lists of things. All right, we'll be back with our end of the season. Uh, maybe like a year in review talking uh, talking sports next Top week story of the year maybe there you go Colin Kaepernick <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeff I'm Joe have a great day everybody see ya we hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe check back weekly for the next show this is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports <laughs>